TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. Okay, you ready? And welcome to Overnight Ooh, that was a good one. Way to go. Come here. Give me a high five before you go. Give me a high five before you go. <laughs> you did so good. Yeah. I can't believe I let you stay up late for that. All right. You going to bed? Yep. All right. Bye. bye. My son really wanted to do the intro tonight. He's. T- <laughs> really you really did. There he goes. Gets to stay up late for this. What kind of house are we running here? Welcome to. The show. And if you watched my video on Facebook earlier, you probably knew that was coming because I was uh, teasing and hinting towards the fact that he would make a brief appearance at the very start. How did he do? He said he he's good at stretching out words. So he wanted to try to do that at the start of the show tonight. I thought he did a fantastic job. What a good kid. He's got a big future ahead of him, doesn't he? So welcome to the last show of the week. Uh, Lots to get to, and tomorrow there's going to be an announcement. Apparently more restrictions are going to be in place. So we'll talk a little bit about the COVID restrictions that are coming our way in Missouri. Some relaxed, uh, I guess the uh, relaxed in a certain sense. Not exactly, but kind of. And also some major hurdles when it comes to the Pfizer vaccine. I saw this on KMOX.com and I wondered, uh, why is that getting buried? This is a big part of the story. Next hour, Tim Ward is co-author of Pro-Truth, a practical plan for putting truth back into politics. He's going to join us for a half hour. And David Williams, president of Taxpayers Protection Alliance. And he wants to go over Joe Biden's plan, give you the specifics on that, what would be good, what would be bad. Essentially, the things that you just wonder, how are you going to be affected by this? Because what you normally see on social media, oh, if if your uh, fridge looks like this, then you don't have to worry about the tax plan. If you think uh, this restaurant is high class, then you show like a picture of an Olive Garden or an Applebee's. If you think this is a high class meal, then you don't have to worry about Joe Biden's tax plan. So they say things like that. But OK, what what should you worry about? And is there going to be a practical sort of application to this tax plan that will hurt you, even if you are someone that's not considered a high income earner? So that's going to be next hour. Some really good things. And since it is the last show of the week. We get this opportunity to open up the phone lines and talk about the things you want to talk about. And that phone number is 314-436-7900. Big congratulations to Amy Markscores. Six-hour run. She did 45 miles. Whoa. 
close to $60,000 she raised for backstoppers. So cool. A little over 45 miles. Furthest she's ever run in a single run. Some video of it, and the article is up online at KMOX.com, and that is so impressive. I'm trying to think the most I've ever ran. When I was in high school, I played soccer, and I wasn't any good at it. I was probably the worst kid on the team. I was the worst kid to make the team. So I, I barely made the cut. I think it was mostly because of the spirit of it all. I was like the Rudy. You know, I get in there, and if I'm in there for one time and make one play, the people go crazy, and that was me. Don't think, no, I never scored a goal in my high school soccer career. Uh, I never played any other sport. I was mostly interested in working. So as soon as I was able to, after school, I would go and I'd put some hours in and try to make some money, honey. And that's what I did. But I would say we'd run, you know, five miles, six miles, something like that. But you're, you're talking about over the course of playing soccer. So you'd warm up by running a few miles or sometimes before the season starts, you'd do a lot of conditioning. So you'd run, 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 run. Because I guess the state laws is you can't technically practice yet. All right, there's like, okay, you can only open it up so early, so you can't practice or do anything. But if you want to independently get together and condition, like go for runs with some of your schoolmates, then that's totally fine. So we did that sometimes, and we'd run, 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 and I'd run until I'd get sick. I can't imagine 45 miles. That seems like torture. I don't know why anyone would do that for fun, and this is what Amy does for fun. Well, in this case, there's a good cause associated with it, but by the time she was done, she was like, oh, that was the best I've ever done. And I'm thinking to myself... If I was forced to do a 45-mile run or something along those lines, it would be a whole different story here. I mean, I would feel like it's torture. I mean, I would be calling a lawyer saying, hey, I was just forced to do something cruel and unusual punishment. I mean, I need to file suit immediately. This can't be healthy for anyone to run that far. So congratulations to Amy. She did a fantastic job with it. And I know everyone here at KMOX is very proud of her. And they... Uh, are very encouraged by what she was able to do and help backstoppers because the announcement today is the Guns and Hoses, their big fundraiser, will be um, postponed this year because of COVID, which uh, makes things very difficult for them because they're such a great organization, well worthy of your time and money. So good for Amy. Uh, real quick, I wanted to post this too. I was online and I was looking at a Facebook group that follows radio and there's some enthusiasts that love Love AM radio stations like this one. And since KMOX reaches 30-plus states, 35-plus states, there was one post an hour ago from a man named Alexander. He's in Rochester, New York. And he said, KMOX coming in loud and clear from St. Louis. And they were listening to the part where Kevin Wheeler was talking about the Masters, which is cool. So I messaged him and I said, hey, um, let me mention you. This is cool. I think it's great that you're listening all the way from Rochester, New York. And it's not uncommon for us to get calls from all over the United States and different states. And he said, he's 50 years ago, he used to listen to Cardinals games and blues broadcasts. Jack Buck, Dan Kelly among the best. And I mentioned, well, you know, you're in Rochester. You got to know Ann Keefe, right? That's a big deal. So, Alex, if you're listening right now, thank you for listening from all the way in Rochester, New York. And so many other people that post things. Oh, I've been I've listened in Kingston. I've listened in, uh, you know, picked up in Brooklyn or I've done this or I've done that. It's just so cool. It's amazing, really, the signal of KMOX and how far it could reach Dallas, you know, all over the place. So when we come back, we'll talk about some of those restrictions and what could be happening here in St. Louis City and County. Jane Duker, who is on with Mark Reardon on Fridays, made a great point on Twitter and I'm going to bring this point up when we're talking about some of the uh, issues we're having right now and some of the claims of why 
we are in this this problem we are when it comes to scavenging for hospital beds at the moment. But if you want to call in, are you ready for another shutdown? Are you ready for things to just get locked down? Because in Chicago, they're looking at that nationwide when Joe Biden becomes president, because all signs point to him becoming president. Um, when that happens, he, he'll do it and he won't even think twice about it. Let's lock her down. That thing, that makes me so nervous. And I look at it from a business standpoint and think, you know how many people are going to lose their jobs again because of just the threat of something like that coming? This is terrible because people will prepare and say, well, we can't even, you know, we'll just let the government give them an extra couple of bucks, uh, you know, a week and we'll just carry it over and things will get better. And no, it, I don't think it will get better if we have to force to do this again. So are you worried? Are you happy? Are you looking forward to a shutdown? Do you think it's necessary for a shutdown based on what we're seeing right now? You tell me. Uh, We'll take some of your calls and we'll look at that next on Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. New COVID restrictions coming to St. Louis County. The headline that seems to be topping the news at KMOX.com is Sam Page. Uh, Apparently, we'll be making those tomorrow morning. I think around 8.30 is what is expected. Mayor Lida Krusen talked about being safer at home and how things could change in the city as well when it comes to restrictions. And I I don't exactly know what some of those restrictions are. It, It mainly is to the point that we've seen a rise in the need of hospital beds, and that's been a concern. And the rise of COVID cases and at least positive cases have been definitely making their rounds all over the country. But what's interesting about this one, and I saw Jane Duker post this online, and I think this is a great point. Let me just read her tweet. It said, what I don't get is that this uh, it is personal gatherings that are causing the spread, not in businesses. Okay, so she says, if it is personal gatherings that are causing the spread, not in businesses, then why do this in the county's restaurants, bars, and other businesses? This isn't even what the experts are recommending. Typical Dr. Pander thinks he knows most knowing. Uh, the other frustrating part is that county businesses are getting hammered when we aren't even being told how many hospitalizations are attributed to just city and county. If that number is below 50 percent, then the restrictions in the county won't impact hospitalizations. This is a huge point, And Jane Duker is right on 100 percent. The whole point is that we've been told that some of these different because, you know, we're serving a metropolitan area. What if we're grabbing a lot of outside uh, people that need treatment for covid because St. Louis is one of the big areas that could treat it? We have better hospitals here, better system in place. They travel. They come here. Maybe some are from Illinois. Maybe some are from other parts of rural areas of the state. So if the point is that we are taking in a lot of the covid patients and the actual patients that are from this specific area only contribute a small number of that, but we just happen to be gathering in a lot from across a larger area, then if you were to up the restrictions here, it's not going to stop the use of beds in the area because you're still going to get people coming in. Essentially, what you're doing is saying that we need to make room for outside uh, people that are not in part of this area by restricting ourselves in order to anticipate that more people continue to come use our system. Now, is that healthy? But if you're talking about just trying to help lower the numbers of COVID in the hospitalizations, and the big part is try not to overload the hospitals, if the hospitalizations is the main reason why you're trying to do this, then upping the restrictions on businesses won't help. This is a great point, and I think it needs to be said. 
314-436-7900. I I do want to take some of your calls on this, and there's a couple of other stories, too, because Governor Parson is ready to relax some of the quarantine guidelines, still opposes a statewide mask mandate. Uh, Good for him. And we learned some new things about this Pfizer vaccine and what's required to get this thing off the ground. Now, this is a pretty big detail I think they've been leaving out of a lot of the newscasts. Did you know that they had to freeze this stuff? I mean, we're not talking about just like, oh, easily, we'll just pop it in the freezer and take it out like a popsicle. No, it needs to be 94 degrees below zero. That's how you store this thing. And it's a very specialty type of freezer in order to keep this vaccine viable. And then what happens is when you're ready to use it, you take it out and you have five days to administer this vaccine afterwards. So that's the thing. You can't just keep it on a shelf. You have to essentially serve it up fresh. So you have to make sure this infrastructure is in place. Isn't that amazing? Uh, President Trump, for how many months he's been trying to get the infrastructure in place in order to distribute this? He's talking about using the National Guard and other things to get it out quickly. I think they anticipated that they knew they had to get this out quickly. And they knew that it's not available. You just can't go over to a Walgreens or a CVS and store this because they don't have these specialty type of freezers. They say mainly large hospitals and universities have these things. So the, the big part of trying to distribute this is to keep it where it's in that window and using it. And you're not wasting a bunch, too. This is um, a challenge, sure. But I think that's why they kept saying we need the National Guard to distribute this in a safe and timely manner. So this is good. I think we're up to the task. Let's take a few of your calls, and let's start with Cindy. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, Ryan. Hey, I'm a first-time caller, so thank you for putting me on. I, You know, I just read this story about what Paige is doing, and first off, I truly believe the virus is bad. I have a family member who's in the hospital as we speak with not only COVID, but influenza. So a double whammy. So he's getting better thank God. But I don't understand why Paige would would do this to the restaurant and the small business owners again, especially the restaurant owners. We know a lot of people who are in the industry, and this is where their livelihood is, their businesses. Um, is he going to give them stimulus checks? Is he going to help mm-hmm. them for these four weeks? Why didn't he leave outside dining open and people could at least be out there for a few more weeks before it gets too cold. Um, yeah. I just don't think it's I don't like this. practical. Yeah. It's not I, practical. I and people in and This is interesting. Let me point out what Jane Duker said. If we're finding that most of COVID cases are coming from private gatherings, then what good does it do to do this to businesses if that's not where the spread is happening? So if the businesses have been able to keep their doors open and successfully do so without spreading COVID, then they should be able to continue what they're doing because it's working as opposed to trying to restrict them. You know, Fox 2 says 25% capacity. You know, And we're coming up towards Christmas and Thanksgiving. These are big times for businesses. You're going to kill businesses doing that. Mm-hmm. And people will go into Jefferson County or St. Charles County to go to dinner, and then they bring it back if they get infected, and it's a vicious cycle. So what good did it do to close businesses down then? Yeah, it's tough. Think about the storm that a lot of these businesses had to weather. Think about the loans they had to take out in order to keep the actual business afloat and at least try to keep some of the payroll going. And now they're thinking to themselves, I have to repay this loan because eventually it will have to be repaid. I'm not going to be able to default on it because I 
that's not going to be good either because I'm my responsibility of taking the loan to begin with. And now they're talking about closing it again. What are they going to do? Are they going to add another loan on top of what they've already taken, these PPPs, and then go further into debt, making it impossible for them? Or is the only option for them to close down, knowing that, hey, I know what happens here. I know it's not viable or possible. I mean, how many people are going to lose their jobs permanently because of this and not come back? Well, this, is, this is bad. It's terrible. And I think it, people should show up with some signs that done it county government just letting him know that he's making a terrible judgment call here yeah i think a lot of people are very concerned and coming into the holiday where a lot of this um money is being you know we're talking about the the busy season for a lot of these businesses that's scary too so thank you very much for the call cindy i appreciate it have a good night let's go to jim who's calling in welcome to overnight america brian thank you for taking my call how are you sure good uh, congratulations to Amy Marks Court on raising how many thousand dollars? I think last check it was close to sixty thousand dollars. Good for her and running forty-seven miles. Beautiful. Isn't that something? I think it was like forty-five and a half, but maybe they tax them on after. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So, uh, two things I would like to bring up about the coronavirus is that that that's like a a little bit over forty percent. Um, erroneous positive uh, rate that, that's still going on on some of those kinds of tests that they run, like the quick, the quick oh, tests yeah. that they run. They're still no, you're running right. Like even doc, like let me mention, Doctor Fauci even mentioned that a lot of times they were concerned because they might be detecting a dead virus as opposed to an active one. So it, false positives are very much a thing. And the other thing is, uh, like Cindy, Cindy said, are they going to give these people money? Uh, uh, I hate to break it to you, but money, you can't eat money, okay? If there aren't people that are harvest, they're growing food, harvesting food, uh, processing the food, distributing the food, uh, there won't be any food, and money won't. You can't eat money. Yeah. So if, if, if everybody thinks that everybody's just – the government that the government giving everybody money is a solution to the problem, they're wrong. Somebody has to still work to make food and clothing and shelter and electricity. And uh, I don't know. It's just pretty sad that anybody's this. I don't know. That's all I got. I, I hope it. This is a problem that, it, by the way, whenever we talk to Tom Sullivan, who watches county politics and gives us updates on what's going on with the county council, he mentioned that when they take public comment for this, and a lot of people have been giving public comment, and I asked, are, are they primarily in support of Dr. Page and the things he's doing when it comes to COVID restrictions, or is he against? He said, overwhelmingly against. The people do not want this to happen. So I think the people that are calling in here today, they understand the dangers of doing this. It doesn't necessarily um, help, right? So you're taking on a lot of risk, the potential of more businesses and livelihoods being torn apart by ramping these things up again. In the end, is it going to actually help? And the answer is, ugh, I guess it's yet to be seen, but probably not as much as he thinks. Let's go to Nancy, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, Ryan. So I've got a, um, I'm not here to bash Page or Cruz, and I haven't made my mind up as far as, you know, what the decisions they're making. I'm waiting to hear a little bit more about it. I don't think we want more restrictions, but my big gripe is with Parsons, we don't have a mask mandate. So you're talking about all these people coming in from these rural counties. Well, yeah. So, you know, right across the river, they go to St. Charles, and people don't have to wear masks. So, you know, this is a region, and so we have to do it not just on a regional basis, but on a, the statewide level. So 
there's there's a lot of factors here, and I just think that making a political statement saying you're not going to wear a mask, you know, if you if you're going to have surgery, would you go in there if the doctor said I'm not wearing a mask? No, there's no way. So I just think that we really need to all step back and look at this and say what can we do together. That's really well, what I think. It's take. I don't know if the surgery is a great analogy. I know what you're meaning, though, because you want to be in company. But if we look at actually how this is being spread, sure, what you're doing is you're going to put a mandate in place in order to punish people that have nothing, like this, out of their control. I mean, all of these businesses, they did everything they've been asked of. It's out of their control what happens in St. Charles County. So why would you want to punish them? No, I'm not saying that we should. I'm not saying we should. I'm saying there's a bigger picture here. That's just one piece of the whole puzzle. Yeah. I'm just saying, don't okay. just be trashing Page and Cruson. We've got to look at Elman out in St. Charles and all the surrounding counties and um, Parsons on a statewide level. There's there's a lot of players here. So thank okay. you for taking thank my you very, call. Thank you. 314-436-7900. Give us a call. We'll take some more of them coming up. We're looking at a ramp up in restrictions in some of the things that have been uh, reported. It looks like they're ready to reduce to 25% capacity just in time for the Thanksgiving and Christmas surge, where all these businesses depend on carrying them over and trying to make budgets. So, huh. All gatherings, indoor and outdoor, limited to 10 people. That's what they're expecting to get an announcement tomorrow going into effect next week. Dr. Sam Page getting a lot of criticism for this. You certainly can talk about it. We'll take some more of your calls coming up on Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Sports most familiar rite of spring is now a fall classic. Golf's most prestigious event, the Masters. And this weekend, KMOX Sports brings it to you live. Coverage of the 84th Masters Tournament. Third and final round, Saturday beginning at 11 a.m., Sunday morning beginning at 10. The Masters. Hear it here on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back. It's Overnight America, and you can join in, too, at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. So COVID restrictions coming to St. Louis County, ramping things up. We have a story at KMOX.com. I was looking at Fox 2. Tomorrow morning, it looks like they're going to deliver what they call safer at home order, which will go into effect next week. People will be allowed to leave for work, school, exercise, medical care, and shopping goods. However, restaurants and bars will be closed to indoor patrons. They're going to reduce capacity to churches, gyms, businesses, mask mandate. And on top of that, 10 people limitations is what is they believe is going to be made as part of this announcement tomorrow. So a lot of people worried, a lot of people concerned, rightfully so. I want to get your thoughts on it. And let's go to David, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. 
Hey, uh, Ryan, how's it going tonight? Very good. Go ahead. Hey, Ryan, as bad as you think St. Louis City and St. Louis County is going to be, well, I live over here in the land of Lincoln, over here in beautiful uh, St. Clair County. Three things. One, uh, the a person in charge of the health department about a month or so ago said that she was not uh, including all the negative uh, COVID test, repo- test results to affect the positivity rate of the COVID virus. Second of all, um, our beloved governor <clears throat> um, said, <laughs> prior, beloved, huh? "Well, well, I sorry, I had to, sorry, I had a uh, piece of." I'm going to say it without uh, adding something extra. I understand, right? right. <laughs> well, well. Anyway, prior prior to his latest and greatest uh, ultimatum, uh, bars and restaurants were not allowed to have indoor dining or people drinking indoor. Now in his latest, uh, and now in his latest proclamation, he said that bars and restaurants can have no more than groups of six in indoor eating and drinking, which doesn't make any sense to me. And uh, the third is, you know, when I go to a shop at at uh, at a grocery store or when I go someplace. You know, I wear my mask. Do I hate it? Yes. But, you know, when I'm in there shopping, I see people with the mask on, but it's drawn down, tucked under their chin. Their nose is exposed or their mouth is exposed. and They're sneezing, coughing and hacking like an old tractor. Um, You know, people are not taking this seriously. And if they don't, you know, God forbid we get shut down again because under our new uh, silly uh, president-elect, we're never, we'll, ne- we'll never get this country restarted again. And I'm not trying to talk politics, but uh, but those are the things I wanted to uh, say. Thank you very much, David. I appreciate it. I mean, you could if you really wanted to put some politics into this. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you could. I'm sure there's things that have been politicized and why you may be skeptical but I'm going to go back to the tweet from Jane Duker, and this is just mwah, great tweet from Jane. As usual, she's very good at looking at some uh, shenanigans and nonsense, and she's very good at looking at some of which goes on in the county, much like our friend Tom Sullivan, who joins us. So I'm going to read this tweet again, and I think it's worth repeating. She says, what I don't get is that it is personal gatherings that are causing the spread, not in businesses. Why do this to the counties, restaurants, bars, and other businesses? This isn't even what experts are recommending. Typical Dr. Pander thinks he's the most knowing. The other frustrating part is that county businesses are getting hammered when we aren't even being told how many hospitalizations are attributed to just city and county. If that number is below 50%, then the restrictions in the county won't impact hospitalizations. If the goal is to try to make sure we don't overload the hospitals and you want to react to that so we're not overloading the hospitals, you would think the actions you take, if they are extreme, should directly impact the number of hospitalizations. But if you're going to be putting restrictions on businesses that haven't contributed to the hospitalizations, then you're not going to help the hospitalizations. In fact, you're going to hurt the businesses more than you help the hospitalizations. So this is a very good point, and this is why data-driven analysis needs to be done on something like this, other than just saying, oh, the numbers are going up, so we have to shut it down again. Let's go to Steve, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. 
Hey, how you doing? I, I enjoy your show. I, I drive a little, uh, quite a bit, and um, so I was actually headed to Kansas City. Come to find out, a friend of mine said, "I don't know if it's been exposed." So turned around, and you know, I was cutting into my business. I said, "Well, it's a good call. I'll go back and go back to St. Louis." So this kind of things that's happened to everybody. But you know, I'm 55 years old. I remember as a kid watching what was going on in the 70s with the Vietnam War and flags being burned and stuff that's a lot of stuff that's going on now and i just looked around and i thought what a bunch of idiots i just think we we have such an idiot society right now and you know i wear a mask i wash my hands i don't like doing it um but i i do that just because for some way i'm going to help but overall in my opinion this virus is going to go where it wants to go this virus has been politicized. This virus has been made the flavor of the month by everybody. And I, I'm not saying this to make a political statement. I'm Republican. I'm Catholic. So this is a big statement to me. If we were to run on CNN all the abortions that occurred every single day and track them and showed you how many are done and how it's used as birth control, and I'm making that to make like a, a really loud statement. So I know some people are probably getting offended by it. But if we were to track something, let's t- say track anything, the way we track this coronavirus thing, it would be in our face, it would be overdone, and it would be what it, this thing is right now. This is something you should respect. This is something you should try to prevent. But shutting down, I, I mean, I was an economics major at Mizzou. That's what I graduated with. Shutting down the economy, the residual effects that have occurred. There's businesses right now that are barely hanging on, barely hanging on. You just wait till you start talking. You're talking about your friends that have coronavirus. Just wait till you're sitting around the Thanksgiving table and the Christmas or, or the Christmas tree this time around. Because kind of, businesses are hanging on by a thread. And if we do stuff like this and shut the economy down, you're going to be talking to people that are unemployed. You're going to be talking to people that are never going to get their job back again. What has been done with this society, the way that, the, the, that it is right now, I know I sound like an old man, but you, you have Bozo the Clown uh, and, and his buddies making decisions. Respect the virus. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Don't shut down the economy. Don't show, I mean, my wife and I don't even, we're educated people. We don't even watch the news anymore. I'm so sick and tired of hearing, seeing the imbalanced news uh, where you can't even get a straight report. I, I, I was sick and tired of what was done to, to Donald Trump by the, by the media. I will support Joe Biden because that's what you do as an American. That's, all, that's what I think. But the reality is, is that what we have in society today is disgusting. And, 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 it, and I, I fear, I have children I have, that are about ready to have grandchildren. I fear for, for I mean, I, I sound like my old grandfather, but again, I remember in 1974 watching Richard Nixon cry on the TV or 73 or whatever it was. I remember watching the Vietnam War. I remember watching these long-haired hippies walking up and down, holding up their friggin' signs, not working. That's where we're all are right now. Stop counting. The, this is a bad flu. We'll beat it. Wear your mask, wash your hands, have common sense. It's, it's, it's nauseating. Mm, very good, Steve. Thank you for that. I, I let Steve go and let him have as much time as he needs, mostly because what you're hearing is the frustrations of someone, much like probably the frustrations you have, and maybe your neighbors and such, when you find out that, again, the, 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 their livelihood is being dangled by a string 
and who knows if it's going to actually uh, have the desired effect. 314-436-7900. Let me um, play this real quick. So I think KMOV did a story about the mask mandates, and one of the reporters was at Governor Parsons' press conference and was asking, you know, why not a statewide mandate? So I thought, oh, how about we play this real quick? Let's hear uh, Governor Parsons' response to that. So I wanted to know, why not have a statewide mask mandate? I wouldn't say there is not one. I mean, the vast majority of the people in this state are under a mandate across the state of Missouri, whether you're St. Louis, Kansas City, Columbia, Springfield, where the main populations are. are A lot of towns, a lot of cities are, a lot of counties are. I mean, so uh, to kind of to make the assumption that there's not a mass mandate, there most certainly is in the state of Missouri. So why not have it statewide then? I, I've explained that. I don't, I don't know how many times at press conferences, you know, it's up to the local levels to be able to do that. I mean, that's why you have elections. That's the purest form of democracy is for them to be able to make those decisions. All right. For them to be able to make those decisions. There was a story from the L.A. Times and L.A. Times writer Deborah Netburn. It says a winter surge in COVID-19 cases seems inevitable. Can we stop it? That's interesting. The surge. Can we inevitably stop it or is it just going to happen no matter what we do? says we may be turning the corner but not in a good way julia swan an expert in healthcare systems north carolina state university the winter months they always warned could have another pickup in this basically you see it happening with the flu you see a pickup in certain trends we know that it's going to be worse during this time of the year versus other times of the year and they said that well leading into it that's what their fear was they were worried that it was going to happen yet again um at least in this sense We're talking about this Pfizer vaccine, the possibility of getting it out as early as the end of this month. So we're just weeks away from that, which is huge. With a 90% success rate on it, that'll make a big difference. I think if we couple that with the surge and trying to get this out as fast as possible, people being diligent to get this, meaning, hey, I know you lined up to vote. I know you took the time on that day to do it. You have to put the same priority in trying to get this thing, too. And I don't exactly know how it'll be administered if you're just going to roll your window down, kind of like they put that Q-tip through your nose if you're just going to roll your window down and put your sleeve up and they're just going to pop you while you're in your car. I don't know. But what I do know with all of this is that we we got to move. We got to move quick. We can't allow the norm to be just shutting everything down and then you're going back home losing sleep because you don't know if you're going to have a job in the morning because the business that you work for is affected by the shutdown. And last time they already warned you, we can't make it through another one. That's scary to a lot of people. That's the what we're faced with. 314-436-7900. This is Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. In Overnight America's here. Thanks to the text messages that came in as well. Um, text message that said, help me understand, Ryan, why did so many vote for Democrats like Joe Biden and Sam Page? They made it clear before the election they were anxious to shut us down again. I do think that the hatred of Donald Trump is what drove a lot of people to make an action. It wasn't driven based on policy. It was driven based on the person. And is that how you do politics today? Are you just trying to find the most likable person? I don't know. Maybe that's what drives some people. I think others would say, well, I I know what drives me. I don't want to lose my business. I don't want to lose my job. 
who's going to be the one most likely to help me secure those two things. And definitely it's not going to be <laughs> Joe Biden or Sam Page. All right, so let's take a call. And Jim is waiting. Welcome to Overnight America. Thank you for taking my call, sir. Mm-hmm. I read the Bible, and in the Bible in Revelations, it says in the end times, God will send a plague that will kill one quarter of the people on the earth. And also, there would be a revised Roman Empire. Well, the old Roman Empire is composed of the same countries that the European Union is composed of now. Hmm. And the uh, revised Roman Empire took in China, Poland, Greece, and Italy. So I think that the Antichrist will come out of either China or Italy. And the present Pope, he says that this country needs a global constitution. Pope Francis wants to do away with our American constitution and put in a global constitution. Yeah. Jim, I don't think it's uh, unfair for you to say any of those things. Um, when, When you see these things unfolding in front of you, which a lot of people have, I think we're much closer to the end than we are then we're giving credit for it, which that should hopefully not scare a lot of people. If anything, it should make you really reconsider the things that are going on in your life and making sure you're ready for it. That's basically the point. But I got to say, Jim, um, do things like this concern you? Or since you are trusting in the Lord, you're okay with all of it? Well, I trust and believe in the Lord. And I believe that the Lord will protect his people in the end times from this carnal virus. I also am a retired uh, Vietnam veteran. And when I went to Vietnam, they said, you're here to stop the spread of communism. I came home a year later, 1965, and the, the students at the University of Chicago were carrying the communist flag saying, win, win, win with Ho Chi Minh, and they were burning <laughs> no. their draft cards. And oh, no. the, thing that, the thing that got me angry was, these college kids, they were hiding from the draft in the University of Chicago. If you were in a four-year school, you didn't get drafted. And then some other ones were hiding in the seminary until the war was over. And several of my friends got killed in Vietnam. They came back in caskets. And I think of all the people that fought and died saving South Korea from the North Koreans and the soldiers in Vietnam. And actually, the Vietnam War was lost back here in America. President Nixon had the war won. The Vietnamese general, Nguyen Giep, he said he was two weeks away from surrendering when Kissinger and, and Nixon went to the Paris peace talks. Nixon let the soldiers go into Cambodia. When I was there, you couldn't go into Cambodia. He mined Haiphong Harbor. He put the Seventh Fleet in the South China Sea so the Russians couldn't get their missiles to uh, North Vietnam. So poor North Vietnam, they had no missiles to shoot down the American planes, and they were getting bombed into hell, and they had these uh, bombs that burrowed into the ground. And like I say, but the people back here were complaining, and the students were burning their draft cards, and, and, you know, I, I feel so sorry. And those students, they become congressmen and senators and big money people, and they're running America today. And, uh, the thing that's bad is this marijuana. They hook these kids on dope. They hook them on sex. They uh, 
they they kill God. This this goofball Bill Gates says there's no scientific evidence for God. But Isaac Newton, the smartest scientist that ever lived, according to Time magazine, he said the greatest truths are told in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And but you know today these kids are are hooked on. They're being brainwashed in the colleges and in the grammar schools because the guys that avoided the war they. Uh, became school teachers, professors, doctors, lawyers, and it's all about money. Mm, Jim, I love this. I love that you called in tonight, and I'm glad that we had the opportunity to let you say your piece. Thank you very much for calling in. This is great. I wanted Jim to say whatever he wanted to. I was going to give the platform to him and let him do his thing because it needs to be heard. It needs to be heard, and it's probably better you hear it from Jim. 314-436-7900. You know, we're almost out of time for this hour anyway because we have a couple of guests coming up. Tim Ward is the co-author of a book called Pro-Truth, A Practical Plan for Putting Truth Back into Politics. He's going to spend a half hour with us. And David Williams is president of Taxpayers Protection Alliance. He's going to talk about Joe Biden's tax plan, another interesting half-hour interview, which we'll have next hour. So two things I forgot to uh, bring up or I didn't really have time because we're able to get to your calls. This vaccine, so distribution hurdles with the Pfizer vaccine. I didn't realize this. They really hid that you got to keep this thing really cold. We're not talking like, oh, I got one of those uh, nice igloo uh, coolers. that will keep it cold, right? No, they're talking about temperatures of 94 degrees below zero. That's cold. Uh, so you got to keep this thing nice and chilly. And when it's time to use it, you have to let it thaw. And then you have five days before it expires. So you got to get the thing out there quick. I mean, you got to turn this around. It's like farm-to-table type of talk here. Like over in the East Coast, it's like you got to get the crabs and you got to get the lobsters out quick because you want something fresh. That's the type of distribution we're talking about here, except something a lot more important. These freezers, they say, are very expensive. They're not available all over. You can see the story at KMOX.com, and that's a good thing that we're already uh, and have been working on a distribution plan to try to get them out as fast as possible. It's not impossible to do. It just makes it a little bit more difficult in the way that they're going to have to implement this. And who knows what some of these other vaccines are doing, you know, other companies that may be putting things out there. Another story, too, over on KMOV, Illinois residents asked to only leave home for essential activities to slow the spread of COVID-19. Illinois Department of Health, and this is from KMOV, asking residents to leave for essential uh, activities only. So some of the things that are coming up, oh, I don't know, Thanksgiving I don't think I'm going to pass up on Thanksgiving. I don't think I'm going to hear these restrictions and say, oh, I'm going to pass up. No. So hopefully, hopefully these measures, and they say uh, several communities have been defying orders in the past month. And if they keep doing so, they'll take more extreme measures. So you have the Governor Pritzker over in Illinois shaking his hand and say, oh, shaking that finger. Oh, don't you dare make me, don't you make me do something to you. Like he's going to go over there and spank him or whatever. But I think when Illinois and then what we're going to see with the restrictions tomorrow, listen to KMOX around 830 in the morning. You'll be able to hear the press conference. I'm sure they're going to be able to cover it and at the very least talk about it and have it as part of our news coverage from St. Louis County. And who knows what the city of St. Louis will be doing after that. Very important that you continue to follow this on Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Donchich. the step back three you bet. music you set my world on fire yes, 
and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 